Welcome to the Pack the House Show, where we have conversations about sharing your faith as you walk through life with others. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pack the House. My name is Andrew Osborne and I'm joined once again by Aaron Davis Hiya. and Pastor Jason Tabor. Good to have you guys back. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, it's been a few weeks actually. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's a nice little break for Aaron and I, but <laughs> Jason was still working. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Somebody has to do it. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, speaking of serving, I guess, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we talked about serving together. And uh, one of the things that Pastor Scott emphasized in his sermon uh, was when we serve, we're, we're earn earnestly loving others. Uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that, actually. So what does it mean to that earnestly was a phrase love? That came out of our reading that the sermon was based on. Right. Yeah. So, so what does that mean to love earnestly? Well, I was uh, singing in the contemporary service, so I got to hear the sermon three times. So <laughs> if I didn't, if I didn't hear it, then I wasn't listening right. But um, basically what, what Scott was saying was that like, if, if you are loving somebody earnestly, you know. The other person might not know, but you doing the loving knows. So you know if you're loving somebody because you're going to get something or if you're loving somebody because somebody else is going to see you loving that person and it's going to like make you look better, right? You have but an just to like, motive. Exactly. But just to like love somebody, like no matter who they are, no matter what they are, like that's the way Jesus loves us. So- uh -huh. Is it to do with the idea of kind of not loving someone or being loving toward them without considering what I'm going to get out of it? Yeah. Or even if like loving them exactly the way that they are, you know, like, not, like hoping for change, obviously, but not like stop loving them if they don't change. Do you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Aaron, you shared a specific, um, I guess, way that you had encountered this, as you said, when you were not connected with Jesus. Yeah. So I had about 10 years where I was, my mom calls it, I was in the desert, <laughs> but I had about 10 years where I was not connected to the faith and, um, God and I were not speaking. And, um, there were a lot of faith filled people with very good intentions that were trying to like get me into church and get me back right on the track. And after years, they just stopped trying because, I wasn't complying with what they thought I should be doing or the way they thought I should be going in the time frame they thought I should be going. Hmm. So it was like, I, it was at that point where I was like, I don't feel like they're here for me. <laughs> Not fair. And right. thanks, thanks for saying that piece you said with good intentions, right? I, 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 this is what we want to talk about this morning is how to, how to navigate those relationships because obviously the thing that those people wanted for you is a good thing, right? They want you to be connected with Jesus. They want you to come to have a relationship with him. And, and that's good. And that's what we're after. Uh, yes. But we want to talk about how to how to kind of walk that line of, of as, as you said earlier, loving a person without reference to what I'm going to get out of it or, or having my goals achieved. While at the same time, I do very definitely have a goal for them. Um, that might sound like a contradiction, but I think we can talk through it. Um, it's but, definitely something you have that's hard to balance for a yeah. lot of people, I think, because like when I think about my neighbors who aren't believers, uh, I really want for them to know Jesus and to, to come to saving faith through him. 
but I also want them to know that I care about them, even if they don't. Yep. Right. Uh, so I, it, I have to find that balance of like sharing my faith with them over and over again in a loving way that's not abusive, uh, but also uh, being okay with them never getting there maybe. Yeah. Right. So the big thing that helps me really a lot in this respect uh, is this is going to sound really dumb, <laughs> but, uh, or, or it's going to sound really almost too easy. Um, I'm going to say it like this, find people you actually want to be friends with. Here's what I mean yeah. by that. In my relationships, what I, what I really want is to be friends with, you know, I, I talk about some friends on here quite frequently. I really want to be friends with these people. I really, because I desire those relationships, those connections in my life. Um, we could talk about the donuts with dad's opportunity. Uh, there's a reason that I, that, I, that I talk about it always in the same way as job number one is connecting with other dads. That's because that's what I really want in my life. I really want to be uh, friends and have connections with other dads. Mm -hmm. I also want for those dads who don't yet know Jesus to come to know that. But for me, what really helps is to lead with the other piece, right? I want to be your friend. And so therefore, it's not work for me. It's not a thing that I have to do. It's not, these are my, these are my gospel sharing relationships. These are my friends. Right. Uh, also, I want them to come to know Jesus. Um, but that really helps me keep that, that um, keep, keep the sort of the agenda out of it, so to speak is to be around people that I actually want to be friends with. Yeah. Well, that, so when I, we first moved into the neighborhood we're in, uh, part of me was a little nervous about telling our neighbors what I did for a living, that I worked for a church because I didn't totally want, get that. Say more. Uh, I didn't want the neighbors to think I was going to like evangelize, evangelize them. them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. them over the head. Uh, but I'm also the kind of person that I'm not going to lie to you or tell you, I, like, I'm not going to hide the fact that, doesn't that, do any good. <laughs> that right. will not help the relationship. Yeah. Um, but I, like, I, I want to be their friend also. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I just showed that I cared for them. Uh, but I also was open about myself and what I believe. Uh, and I think just being willing to, to be yourself while loving people uh, will open those doors. So like, I, I'd never like tried to have faith conversations with them necessarily, but I was open to it. If the opportunity uh, presents itself. Right. And if you're, if you're showing people you care about them, a lot of times that opportunity will appear. Mm -hmm. And by the way, sometimes I've just called that out. You know, people ask me, as we do, it comes up eventually, what do you do for a living? Yeah. And, I, and I'm like you. I'm not going to say I sell insurance or something. Uh, <laughs> it's faith I work for I work yeah. for a non-for-profit. <laughs> it's fire insurance. Uh, uh, lame joke. Lame <laughs> <laughs> <Some old> joke. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, I, I will say I work with a church, or I might not always say I'm a pastor right out, depending on the yeah. but sometimes I do. One thing I also do is to say very clearly, but I also enjoy, like, if I, you guys know this, half my stories are in a bar. <laughs> sure. I also will say pretty, pretty early on, or in that conversation, but I also enjoy a good beer. That's what I'm here for. Uh, and just to, because you're right, a lot of people do have that concern when they find out, especially if you're a church worker, but even they find out you're a Christian, mm -hmm. a lot of it comes, well, ooh, this is why I'm, this is what they're after me for. 
Well, I can't, I can't speak the way I usually do because you're a Christian. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. why you're friends with me. <laughs> I will say too, one thing, like, I mean, my husband's an atheist, right? I'm going to love him the same way when he's a Christian as I love him when he's an atheist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my love for him is not going to change whether he accepts Jesus or not. I think that's a really great, um, I'd never thought about that. I think that's a really good sort of um, self-diagnosis tool, right? For me in my relationship with this person to be able to say, would anything change of what I'm doing right now? Mm -hmm. Would anything change if this person became a believer? (laughs) Because what what I want is to be where you are to say, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to love and care about and relate to this person and be friends with them in exactly the same way after they're a believer as before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. again, I think if you can, if you can look at your relationship and say, I am behaving toward this person pretty much the same way that I, that I think I would after they come to believe, believe in Jesus, you're probably in a good spot. And that's what I think too. I think like there's a lot, um, my whole, my husband's whole family, most of them are atheists. And like, in my mind, like they're not going to see Jesus's love or Jesus's light. If I'm not loving them, right. You know, like if I'm not connected to them and I'm not in this family, they would have no connections to like Jesus in the world. Because at this moment, they're not out looking for it. Right. So like, I'm literally like the only light that they're having in the world. Right. And, and maybe so there will come a time when they're out looking for that, whether you're doing it or not, but right, at this which point, I would love, but they're not. <laughs> yes. But like, that's the thing is like, if even, even when they're hard to love, which let's be honest, sometimes there's people that are in your life that are more difficult to love than others. Um, even when they're hard to love, like you have to think to yourself, like this, I'm here for a reason. Like I'm, it's not about, it's not about me and it's not about them. It's not about what we're doing here. It's about what God's doing. Yep. Yes. And let's put the, the, the theological piece in here too, of um, the Holy Spirit creates faith, right? Uh, we all sort of know this, but it's a thing that for me, at least I have to remind myself of in, in a lot of my faith conversations is look, this is not my job. Or even when I'm, when I'm going to hang out with a friend and I don't even maybe I'm just anticipating there might be faith conversations. Mm -hmm. I don't have to close the deal right now. I don't have to make the hard sell right now. Um, The Holy Spirit creates faith. The only thing that I, that he needs out of me is to have the conversation as it presents itself. Yeah, it it is hard though, because I I find myself like after a conversation thinking back and being like, man, I I screwed that up and I should have said this. And like if, maybe if I would have said this correctly, it would have sparked more thought for them. Yep. Uh, right. And it's hard to remind yourself. It's not up to you. It's up to the Holy Spirit's working. Number one, it's not up to you. The Holy Spirit's working. Number two, if you genuinely are friends with this person, if you found a person you can genuinely be friends with, you're going to have other opportunities. Right. Yeah. If it's a person who is your project, mm-hmm. you're it's going to be hard to get other opportunities, uh, yeah. and you're not going to like it. But if it's a person like let's talk, let's think about the dad's group again. I still want to hang out with, with other dads um, long after they, they believe in Jesus or not. Yeah. I just and long dads. after they start to, um, I'm still going to bring my kid to donuts with dads because I, I value it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a place where I can genuinely find some people that are friends. You know, I'm still going to want to go out for beers with my buddy long after he um, comes to believe in Jesus. 
And so that's a relationship where I know very easily, very naturally, I'm going to have other opportunities. Yeah, that's true. So would you necessarily say you shouldn't at all have an agenda or would you just say don't lead with that? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> that's hard. Yeah. A little bit because I think based on, I'm, I absolutely see what you're saying. Yeah. I absolutely understand the question you're asking, which is, don't we a little bit want to have a goal in mind? Right. <laughs> yes. Because my, my goal is for them to be in heaven with Jesus. And it, that's a pretty important goal. Right. Um, also, you can come across too far, I think. And, 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 and I'll, I'm going to still go on the no side. Totally, totally agreeing with that. I'm gonna, still going to land on the side of no agenda only because of the climate in which we live, the context in which we live, in which lots of people are very hypersensitive uh, to anything that appears to be an agenda. Mm. Right. And also because of the, con the connotation of that word, right? Right. Um, so if you say, should, do we have a goal in mind that our friends will be in heaven with us? Absolutely. Are we looking for opportunities to have faith conversations that might lead them closer to that? Yes. Um, are we doing, when I say have an agenda, what I mean is doing that relationship only for the purpose of uh, converting them to Jesus. So maybe you could say <clears throat> my agenda isn't to, to create a Christian. My right. agenda is to uh, love like Jesus does and to, to be open. I'm yeah. gonna say my agenda is to have beers with my buddy. Um, <laughs> seriously, my agenda is to have beers with my buddy. While and 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 while I'm doing that, I'm gonna as I'm doing in all in all of my relationships, even with believers, I'm looking for opportunities to share good news with them. Right? Yeah. This is not exclusive to not my non-believing friends. Right. Uh, and honestly, if you look at Jesus, though, that's what he did. Like he. I mean, he had an agenda in his mind because he wanted everybody to believe in but him. But what does he say to Zacchaeus, oh. though? A lot of things. Well, <laughs> one, sure, I cut you off. You're, I, 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 I kind of <laughs> I got you right there. Um, you're right, though. Uh, and I, I cut in on your point because I got excited about it. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's just going to his house to hang out with him. Right. He what he care. says is, hey, Zacchaeus, I have to come for dinner tonight. Right. Exactly. I just want to hang out with you. My agenda is dinner with you. Yeah. Um, while that is happening, something clearly the spirit is working. The conversation leads to a pretty, a pretty spirit filled moment. Uh, yeah. But it isn't Zacchaeus come down from there. I have to evangelize you. Well, that's what my friend Kate Geiger always says is like, you can't in the gospels, if you read it right, you can see that you can't encounter Jesus and not go away changed. Right. Like you can't, you can't see Jesus and have an interaction with him and not go away. Something different. Something mm -hmm. has to be different. All right. So let's, let's extend that. Right. Because Jesus, what does he say? I am with you always. You have the Holy spirit by baptism. So if mm -hmm. Jesus is in you, uh, then that same thing is true of you, your friend, your neighbor, your, your coworker, will not encounter you a jesus bearer without going away different yeah what that I means that. is um you don't have to force it right yeah um, and I, I mean i've seen that with my family and it's not necessarily like they love jesus all of a sudden right but there are like destructive behaviors that they've been doing that they're not doing anymore right and it's it could just be like 
small things like that, or even just like being angry and then they're not angry anymore. Right. And so it's like little, like you can notice like little changes and little things. And so that's gotta are, be Jesus. There are qualities of you that you have based in your relationship with Jesus. Um, a, a peace that is different from others, a confidence uh, that allows you to approach situations differently, whatever that might look like. Uh, there are qualities that you have, whether you have named them or not, that other people around you see and are attracted to. They are encountering Jesus in you through the qualities of that relationship, and they're attracted to those things. They are, they are one tick different uh, because of that interaction. Yeah. There, there will certainly come a time when either they say, you are different, why? Or they express some other thing that's, that indicates I'm looking for something more. Uh, and it, it comes back to the thing we talk about all the time is that a, a lot of your neighbors might just see, like maybe they know you're a Christian and they'll just see, okay, maybe not all Christians are bad because mm -hmm. uh, they might have an idea of what a Christian is, but by just being with you and you not being a big tool, uh, <laughs> that's a witness already, <laughs> even if you're, you're not evangelizing. It's true. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's off-putting. I do have to say, like, I get a lot of like, why are you, why are you happy all the time? Or like, why are you confident? Like it almost like makes them like irritated. That Someone like, once said to my wife, you don't have to smile all the time. <laughs> right? And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm enjoying my life. I was, I was the favorite. <laughs> why, would you, why would you choose to frown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot, but I mean, that's, that's definitely the light shining through us. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. And people see that and people notice they may, that may be the, we talk a lot about listening for the breakdown, right? The place where that person's worldview doesn't answer an important question. Maybe yeah. that's, you know, you know, you really seem to have a con, you're happy a lot more than I am, or you're confident a lot more than I am. Right. I don't know why. Maybe that's the breakdown moment. My worldview doesn't allow me to be this confident. <laughs> or happy. <laughs> and even, even when they say like, you don't have to be happy all the time or whatever, it's, it's them being self-conscious about the fact that they're not. Yeah, they have clearly noticed a difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that even that's an opportunity to say, you know, I don't have to be, but I, uh, I have a lot of peace that comes out of my faith. Yeah. And that makes me uh, able to be happy. Right. For sure. I like it. Cool. So loving earnestly, right? Loving without the agenda, um, without this is my plan for you, uh, my direction, my directing of you, or what I'm going to get out of this relationship. In six months, we would like you to be in a church. In six more months, we would like you to be serving at the church. We're all about <laughs> half of long. Yeah. yeah. Um, what that means, for, how, do we, how do we play that out in terms of our, our efforts to share our faith, our quote unquote outreach efforts? Um, the big one is um, lead with the relationship, right? And look for opportunities along the way to share good news, knowing the whole time that number one, you don't have to sell, close the deal every time. You'll have other other chances. Number two, the Holy Spirit does the work of creating faith, mm -hmm. uh, so you don't have to be agenda driven because the Holy Spirit does the Holy Spirit's agenda. And he's way better at it than we are. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Anything else to add by way of wrapping things up? I think that sounds great. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, Pastor, you want to pray for us? I will. Father, thank you. Thank you for bringing us back together for conversation after a couple of weeks apart. 
Uh, thanks also for this opportunity to reflect on uh, what our role is and what your role is as, uh, in that. That is to say what our role isn't. Um, this week as we go, we do ask that you would remind us of those truths, that you would open our eyes to, uh, to see and notice people we genuinely are, are connected with or attracted to, uh, that we genuinely want to be with, and that you would uh, then relieve some pressure, the pressure that maybe drives us to be a little too agenda-driven, um, relieve that pressure by the confidence that you are at work uh, before and after we are and that you drive the faith creation, that we would be uh, freed simply to be good friends, looking for opportunities along the way as they present themselves to share good news. In Jesus' name we pray that. Amen. 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 Thanks for praying, and thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us for the Pack the House show. For more content like this, or to connect with us, visit our website, cornerstonelutheran.church.